Hi, and welcome to the Smart Life Club. We are the podcast for dynamic adults that want to thrive. My name is Karen Swanson. I'm also known as Denver. I'm your host, and your second host is Karen Sachs. Hi, everyone. I am coming to you from York, Pennsylvania, and Denver. I am so excited about what is that noise? That's me. Denver, what are you doing? I'm playing jacks. Why are you playing jacks during our podcast? Well, because I just was having a sentimental moment. I was thinking about my grandmother, um, and we used to always play jacks together. So I found my jacks and my ball in the closet and just took it out to play with it. Um, it brought back all the times when I used to practice, and she would beat the socks off of me. <laughs> uh, so just having a sentimental moment. And, you know, it's like back then I remember thinking that grandmothers didn't last so long. She lasted until she was in her 70s. But now I've got an aunt who's actually her sister that's 98 years old because people are living longer. 98. Oh, my word. I just I can't imagine living until 98 and you know that the challenge with that is that most people just never live that long. So things like retirement and and health, it just wasn't intended that way. I mean, most people retired at what sixty two or sixty five, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, they passed away often before they were seventy. So there wasn't a whole lot of what we would call retirement. Right. And, and that was what Social Security was intended to do, was to just last until that point. But now we have people easily living 20 years after retirement. And so it kind of makes you wonder, what are all of these people going to do to afford their retirement? Absolutely. And, you know, that's part of something called the longevity economy. I don't know how long that phrase has been around, but it's something that I just learned in the last year. Because you have people who are living 20 or 25 or even 30 years past their retirement. And so that nest egg that they had put aside in Social Security just doesn't cut it. So they no, have to find other ways. So what do you think you would do like once you're retired? Well, personally, I think I'm going to find some handsome, good-looking guy and I'm going to cruise all over the world we have a brother when you <laughs> <laughs> but you know the truth is that he would have to be some really rich sugar daddy <laughs> because <laughs> I know I don't have enough money saved in my retirement account to live till I'm say a hundred I, I saw a statistic just the other day that said that since 1970 I think that people are living 35 percent of people are living to a hundred years old or older. So that means you and I could make it another 40 some years, lady. <laughs> yes. And my, I guess you would say grandmother-in-law, <laughs> almost 104. Oh my word. So that's true. I'm, I'm sure most people can think of someone that they know that has lived to be a hundred years old. Oh, absolutely. But I wonder, people like your, your grandmother-in-law, how did they afford to live that long? You know, when you she get a little... Social Security, and then she lived with her daughter. 
Wow. And that's, that is happening to so many people. They're mm -hmm. called the sandwich generation where right. they're taking care of parents and many of them still have children at home or adult children. What do they call Karen? Boomerang kids? Boomerang or kids because they go off to college and they get a degree, but they can't find a job that uses their skill set so that they can make enough money to be on their own and be independent. So they end up coming back home so they can save money to possibly have a down payment on a house or whatever it is they need to get started. And one of the big concerns is paying back the student loans. So before they get the first job, a lot of people are 50 plus thousand dollars in debt. Wow. That just amazes me. But you know, it, it puts an incredible amount of pressure on families of people our age, where ultimately, not only is there the stress, even though you love your kids and you love your parents, the stress of having to take care of three generations, your children, right. your own life, and your, your parents, or in some cases, your grandparents. And then you add to that the stress that you might be divorced too. So you could be one person taking mm -hmm. care of three generations. Well, and financially, how do you do that? You've got, you know, there, there may be social security from your parents. Your children might be throwing a little bit of money into the pot. Mm -hmm. But as you said, they're trying to pay off debts and, and getting their own life together. Mm -hmm. That's an incredible amount of financial pressure, especially for someone who's getting ready to look towards their own personal retirement. Which they probably don't see anymore because they can't even picture a time when they can stop working. They see that they need to keep working because they have these three generations that they have to manage. And how do you make enough money when you look at so many people, even when I go to Starbucks or go into a department store where these jobs are usually jobs that don't pay a lot, but you see a lot of people in their 50s and 60s working there. So how do you even begin to afford that? And what do you do when you get to that point where it's difficult to get a job because of your age bracket or your skill set is obsolete? You've got to do something to be able to earn a decent income to move forward. And that's why I know a lot of people our age are becoming entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They are finding ways, whether it is a supplement to their current income or you know, unfortunately, a lot of people our age are getting laid off because when they're doing major layoffs, they want to get rid of the senior people who are making more money. Right. And those are the ones usually in the higher positions in the company as well. So they carry a high salary or in the case if they're like an assembly line worker or factory worker, they're still on the higher end of the pay scale because they've been there for so long. So when a company offers something like overtime or double time, if you work on holidays, that becomes extremely expensive for them. So I think a, a good topic for us to cover the next time we have our podcast is really to look at what is the solution to that? What do people do to start a business when they're over 50 and they, they have information they know, but they may not know how to use it to make money to save their family? I think that is a great topic for our listeners to experience because a lot of people don't even know where to start, especially if you're looking at an online business. So let's make sure that we discuss that. 
I can tell you that Denver and I will be back on Thursday. And on Thursday, we're going to talk about how to start a business, especially if you're over 50 years old. So bye, Denver, and bye, everyone. See you later. Talk to you Thursday.